Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast. I'm John Norman and with less than 24 hours until the first ODI, I'm joined by Mark Butcher, Andrew McKenna and Sri Lankan cricket journalist Andrew Fernando. Huge excitement here in Dambulla, especially when the rain stopped and we could all make our way to the ground and begin all the build-up to the first ODI. Neither team could train properly though, but both made it along and despite nursing a very sore finger, Andrew McKenna got straight back into the swing of things as he caught up with Joss Butler. We've obviously been playing some good cricket for a couple of years to get ourselves up to uh, number one in the rankings and and coming here is again another opportunity to develop and push on and push the boundaries of of what we're capable of and, and adapting to the conditions put in front of us. No Owen Morgan today, but the Sri Lankan captain Dinesh Chandamal did speak to the press. It's always an honor to captain your country. So, I mean, uh, I got this opportunity and I'm, I'm going to do the maximum uh, for my country. You'll hear both those interviews on today's show. We also speak to a couple of the young net bowlers about what it was like bowling to the likes of Ben Stokes and Joe Root. And we get an injury update from Macca. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. There's an LBW and he's got him! Well, I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Mark Butcher, who uh, flew into Colombo yesterday, jumped straight into a car, four-hour journey. I mean, it's actually quicker to get from uh, Dubai to Colombo than it was from Colombo to Danbola, pretty much. Um, and uh, joining uh, Darren Goff in the uh, in the, the, the palace here in Danbola. Good to see you, Mark, and, and great for you to be part of the TalkSport team. Very much looking forward to it. Um, yeah, actually, the journey wasn't that bad. We had a, a magnificent driver by the name of Kingsley who, uh, I mean, he didn't see the right side of the road very often, but he managed to get us there in three hours rather than four. So it was all good. Um, decent dinner last night. Nice kip. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to tomorrow. It is amazing how many cars they can get in in a road here. Not lengthways, but alongside each other. It's not unusual to have four cars, two passing each, the other two in two lanes here. It's uh, hair of the seats. Um, it's uh, it's pretty hairy at times. It is, but I, I mean, 
I'm kind of reasonably conditioned to it now, having spent quite a lot of time in India over the last three or four years with, with sort of various IPL trips. And, and still, as much as, as much as it's slightly hairy if you're not used to it here in Sri Lanka, it's absolutely nothing compared to, uh, to Bangalore or, or, or Mumbai on a, on a normal day. So, listen, I was very, very relaxed about the whole thing. Good lad. I remember a car journey I had with Goffey in South Africa at the World Cup in 2010 where the driver decided he couldn't be bothered to sit in the lane of traffic coming up to a roundabout, so just decided to go into the opposite side. And Yeah, it's not often you see Goffey scared, but he was then. Um, so thoughts ahead of this, uh, this series? I mean, the first thing, of course, uh, the weather hasn't been particularly kind, but, you know, we, we'll be hopeful. The rain this morning in Dambulla, I mean, it was you're never going to get out of the field of play, but the cover's been taken off now. If we do get play, um, how do you see the makeup of this England side? Do you think Dawson will get a game, or do you think Stone and uh, and Wood will play? What's what's your what's your gut feeling? Um, my gut feeling, given particularly given the weather that we've had and are likely to get, that they will they will go pretty much with what they they played in the game against the Sri Lanka um, eleven. Uh, what was that? Back on the fifth now, wasn't it? Um, whereby Ollie Stone played. I, mean, I think, that th- for me, there's there's one ingredient that England are kind of looking to get hold of, if they can, to add to what is already a fabulous 50-over team. Is th- and that is, is if they can find another another strike bowler, another sort of guy with, with real pace, something with a bit of um, bit of something different, um, who can open up batting lineups through the middle part of the innings. Now, Liam Plunkett has done it brilliantly for England, um, along with the, the spin of... of Adil and um, and Mo, uh, but if but if Ollie Stone can then can step up and be yet another guy that they can they can throw the ball to um, in in that sort of situation who can open up games for them, then they then this this entire trip will have been worthwhile. Um, so I mean, look, I don't I, there isn't an enormous amount to kind of look out for in terms of what England are going to do, what surprises they're going to throw. Because I don't think they're going to throw very many. Um, Leon Dawson may very well find himself getting a game at some point in the in, in the series. They may find conditions somewhere, which again I very much doubt because that flying over the country on the way in here yesterday, the whole place looked like it was underwater. So it's not just going to be here in Dambulla. Candy apparently, by all accounts, it, it's wetter up there. Colombo was uh, was very very damp. So I can't see any scenario in the in the one day as whereby the pitches are going to be that dry that England are going to need to go with three spin bowlers. So for me, it's going to be Ollie Stone. How do they see him fitting in? Do they throw in the new ball? Does he bowl in the power plays or does he bowl through the middle part of the innings? Um, and, and how they work out what their, their seam bowling options are. As, the batting, as far as the batting is concerned, that's going to be as it's been. It's going to be uh, man the torpedoes and uh, away we go. Well, what are the, uh, the man, man in the torpedoes is Joss Butler. He's had a fantastic summer back in England uh, and we're expecting even more fireworks. Uh, Mahela Jai Wardener tipping him to be the man to watch out for throughout this series and Andrew McKenna caught up with him. Joss, all set, ready to go. How important is this series with England? There's obviously lots of talk about a World Cup, but there's a series to be played starting tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, and any series we're playing is, is vitally important. Um, you know, we've obviously been playing some good cricket for a couple of years to get ourselves up to uh, number one in the rankings, and, and coming here is, again, another opportunity to develop and push on and push the boundaries of, of what we're capable of and, and adapting to the conditions put in front of us. Speaking of the conditions, how frustrating the amount of practice time you've actually been able to get. 
Well, see, the weather's frustrating. We've actually probably done quite well, actually, with a couple of practices um, before the warm-up games in Colombo, and we managed to practice yesterday and, and dodge the showers, and it looks like it, we might get lucky this evening. So, um, yeah, the practice has actually been OK, and I think it's you know, part and parcel in um, touring the subcontinent. You know, conditions or uh, practice facilities aren't always what you uh, want them to be, but you have to make the best of those situations and make sure you can prepare accordingly. In that game that we did get in in Colombo, you didn't get a knock. A problem for you or not? I don't think so. Um, it's not something I crave necessarily that in the warm-up games to, to feel that time in the middle. I've yeah, played in Sri Lanka before and, and Lions tours and obviously here in the last ODI tour. So um, no, it's obviously nice when you do spend time in the middle, but you know, not feel like it's vital. Um, we've played a lot of cricket over the last uh, few months as well, so we've been obviously feeling in a good place and we actually do a lot of preparation you know, away from the middle as well and away from, from the cricket. You know, a lot of it's the mental side and the physical side of, of preparation. Um, so it's not a big problem, I don't think, not batting in the middle. Looking at that warm-up game, a bit of a surprise to see Dinesh Chandamal playing it um, and you got a good look at him. It was a bit of a surprise to get a look at the opposition captain so early in at all. Yeah, it was, and you know, probably a couple of other guys who might play as, as well in the series. So um, it probably works both ways. He gets to look at us, and um, but you know he's been around for a while. If obviously you know, in this day and age with all the uh, games on TV and stuff, you see a lot of these guys. So um, yeah, it's maybe a little interesting that he's played, but it's you know not a big deal. I don't think. Obviously, yourself, Owen, uh, Ben, and Mark Wood have all played IPL. Is it tours like this that you really see the benefit of that, of sort of having quite a lot of white ball subcontinental experience? Uh, hopefully, yeah. I think uh, the IPL, um, no, I've talked a lot about how it you know, prepares you for all sorts of different things, um, you know, not just uh, in the game, but away from it as well. Maybe dealing with the chaos that comes with um, that tournament, you know, with stuff like weather, you know, dealing with that and, and not le- allowing it to affect um, how you prepare and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, a lot of the guys have, have played in in these conditions um, there's a few guys who were on the previous tour to Sri Lanka as well um, and you know, Lions tours and stuff and been out here and played so um, hopefully the conditions won't come as a surprise and, and, and they, they won't but we'll have to adapt to them and, and play well Lots of people have talked about bowling in these conditions and batting in these conditions but it's a small matter of wicket keeping wearing all that kit in that heat concentration is so key how hard is it? Uh, it can be tough, yeah, of course, um, you know, especially uh, when it's hot and, and sticky. You've got, not got many ways of losing heat when you've got all your, all your kit on. And, of course, spin bowling and, and being stood up to the stumps is a, obviously a prevalent part of the game here. So I have to be uh, physically ready to do it. And, and, of course, the physical side of it can help you be mentally sharp to, to take chances. Do you always feel that there's a pressure on you as well as a keeper, as you said, spin bowlers you might be in the game a little bit more there might be those few more opportunities yeah of course wicket keepers are hugely uh, pressurised situation if you see you're involved in the game every single ball and you know even in the games where you, you know it might not beat the bat that much you know someone might nick one after 30 overs and you've got to catch it so uh, that's the job of a wicket keeper and um, yeah there won't be any surprises that um, it's a, it can be a tough job to do Having said that we're not looking at the World Cup at this point, there is a real strong experience and leadership group within this England side now. The last two or three years, the growth has been huge. You've got to feel in a really good place where this England team are at the moment. 
Yeah, we do, and it's, you know, it's no surprise the, the guys obviously behind the scenes and the coach and captain have, you know, have, have sort of guided the side in that way. And, and the planning, of course, has been a sort of four-year plan, um, obviously from the last World Cup. So you know, obviously, some great things have been put in place. Obviously, boys have been performing well, um, which allows the side just to stay very similar and, and guys to gain experience and, and leadership qualities obviously come from that so um, yeah, the side's in a good place but we won't rest on our laurels and I think one of the strengths of the team has been that continuous improvement and striving to get better over the last years and that has to continue obviously to the World Cup and beyond that as well in the future. Just finally with all this rain around, is it an absolute no-brainer whoever wins the toss bowls tomorrow? Um, maybe yeah well, you don't know, you know in this part of the world it you never quite know what the, the conditions are going to Obviously, with Duckworth-Lewis, it can be an advantage to, to bat second, but if the wicket is an obvious bat-first wicket, then um, it's a bit of a tricky decision for the captain. England's Josh Butler speaking to Andrew McKenna, who joins me now. Maka, let's get, the, let's get it out of the way. Let's have a look at the finger. Purple. Mm, sw- swollen and purple. Would that be your uh, way of describing it? <laughs> yeah, it's a decent description. It, it's, um, it's quite sort of... Um, tight around the skin at the moment it feels like you need to sort of get a needle and pop it to sort of release the pressure but trust me I'm not doing that that's a proper cricketing any it's a proper cricketing injury uh, when you need to get a uh, a pin out and pop it anyway let's put that to one side let's never talk about that again Joss Butler was talking um, oh no Owen Morgan today uh, usually it's the captain who's fronts up before a series but uh, Butler was the man that was entrusted with um, duties speaking to you and the rest of the assembled media, who have arrived en masse, by the way. We are not alone anymore, that's for sure. Uh, but really Im- interesting what he had to say, especially, I thought, a question you brought in about the, the players in this setup with IPL experience. Because, of course, whilst you do have the likes of Ollie Stone, who's never even played cricket in Sri Lanka, you've got plenty of players now who've played the shortest format in conditions that you'd imagine could be uh, quite similar to what they're going to face over the next three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And that, of course, we were talking about Andrew Strauss, weren't we, the other day and the impact of what he's had. He wanted the players to go and get that experience. And this is going to be a great example of it. You know, you just have to go through that England squad. There's a lot of experience. Okay, not a lot in Sri Lankan terms, but in subcontinental terms, going around India, different conditions. I mean, think how big India is I mean the, you go from one extreme to the other north to south it's thousands of, so it'll, I think it could be quite interesting to see whether those guys are the real stand-up performers because they will be um, it, it could be totally into their skill set this one as a commentator ahead of this tour you must be so looking forward to it of all the players that you're going to be commentating on myself as well I can't think of a single one more exciting than Joss Butler to be watching here and hopefully seeing him at his very best, as we saw at times during the summer. He was brilliant in the summer, and that was a pick basically on trust by Ed Smith. Uh, We've always known that Joss Butler has had the talent. We've been lucky enough, of course, to be doing the IPL on TalkSport 2 for the last few years. We've been witnessing those, you know, those five consecutive half centuries, you know. (laughs) We know the guy's got talent. Can he now do it for England and, and be that player? I think... I'm really curious to see how Johnny Bairstow is going to go. I think he will have a big series. What will be interesting, though, and I mentioned it to to Joss there, everyone's talking about the heat and humidity on batting. Everyone's talking about heat and humidity on bowlers. Wicket-keeping. Standing up. There's going to be a lot of standing up with a helmet on. With all that kit on. Concentrating in these conditions. That is going to be hard. That is going to be really hard. So um, that is... 
don't don't please don't ignore that. Anyone who thinks wicket keeping is easy has never done it. It's, it's the maxim that I generally go with. Well, anyone who thinks wicket keeping is easy has never watched me try to keep wicket. <laughs> um, Joss Butler talking. I mean, I made mention of the fact that Owen Morgan didn't speak ahead of this series. Do we read? Am I being a little bit? Am I reading a bit too much into this? You know, captaincy for Owen Morgan, certainly up to the World Cup. But you could imagine that maybe the powers that be are thinking that at that point it would be a good start to, at the start of a World Cup cycle, to maybe bring someone new through as captain. Butler, for me, you only have to look at my tweets three years ago. Captaincy material, I always thought. Am I reading too much into that today? Yes. Oh, well. um, I, think, I think it's purely as simple as Owen Morgan did the official press launch back in Colombo a few days ago. What we're being told is he will speak to us after tomorrow's game because obviously he he will do the toss when we will speak to him at the toss. He will then do the post-match presentation because, of course, both captains get interviewed. So I think this is purely a way of sharing some of the love amongst the uh, the England squad. So as vice captain, put Joss Butler up there. He knows he knows which of the uh, which way he's up. So uh, I, I I like your thinking. And I like you. I like you trying to formulate it all, but I think you might have been outflanked with simply England sharing it around. Okay, all right. But if I'm proved right, then I'll be replaying this back to you, Maka. Thank you very much. One moment we know is definitely captaining Sri Lanka is Janesh Chandamal, and, and he's also been speaking. When you go back to 2015, when you look at the England side, uh, they uh, struggle, especially uh, uh, during the World Cup. So. Uh, that's uh, same thing happened to us at the moment. So anyway, they changed that thing uh, after the 2015 World Cup. So that's what uh, we are looking at. If it, if it can be the number one side in the world in this series, that will be a, a great uh, turn, turning point uh, going to, to the World Cup. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine 
and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, I'm pleased to say that fresh from Dinesh Chandamal's press conference, I'm joined by Andrew Fidel Fernando, Sri Lankan uh, radio star and also writer for ESPN Crick Info. Uh, Fidel, just been in the press conference. Uh, Chandamal spoke very well, actually, um, at the start of the press conference in English, but the last bit was in Sinhalese. So give us an idea of some of the questions. You know, what's the, what are the, uh, the questions of the Sri Lankan cricket journalists here? What are they asking him? Uh, it's just about uh, you know how what what he envisions uh, for the team in the in the coming tour and also especially how they're going to get out of the current rut that they're in uh, and there are several issues to sort uh, fielding is uh, among the primary ones of those uh, Sri Lanka fielded quite poorly for the last couple of years so he spoke a little bit about uh, the kind of work that they're trying to do uh, it, d- it doesn't seem like they have a lot of ideas about where to go with the fielding because uh, they've tried quite a few things over the last couple of years uh, and none of it's really changed around their form on the what kind of what kind of stuff are they trying it always amazes me that in this day and age with so much money in a professional sport you still have accusations that you're not fit enough or you can't field I'm not just saying talking about Sri Lanka here but it does seem to be a common theme um, in and around cricket at, at times so you know what have they done to address it or do they just talk about it when asked questions at press conferences no, they have they have tried uh, you know quite a few things. Uh, I think about a year ago they they had some very intensive fielding sessions where they did nothing but fielding uh, in in one of their off uh, off weeks uh, where they, where they did nothing but fielding. Got everyone in in the wider squad involved. Uh, in the past, they've had John T. Rhodes come in and, and sort of do a master class for for ten days. Uh, they've had specialists come in and train the coaches on on how to field, uh, on how to coach fielding. Uh, so all of that has been has been tried. I think maybe some of the fielding issues has uh, is down to a little bit of the the fluctuations in the team. This team's had a, a lot of players play for it over the last three and a half years. Uh, it's been about three or four one-day teams essentially who have who've played for this one Sri Lanka team. There hasn't been a lot of consistency, and when that happens, I think fielding standards do. Uh, you know, it does take a toll on, on fielding standards. I don't see there being a huge problem in, in the level below. The fielding at the level below is not terrible. So there, it's something about this national team and the, and, the, and the setup here at the top level that uh, is, is forcing these errors. Maybe there's a little bit of fear, uh, fear about your place. Maybe there's a lack of confidence, uh, but they haven't put their finger on it yet. Uh, and we'll see this series if there's been any improvement since the Asia Cup because they were pretty poor in the Asia Cup. The warm-up that we were at a few days ago, the fielding was absolutely exemplary. Loads of effort in and around the outfield. Superb catch taken at mid-on. Um, so, you know, no faults there, certainly from this, this perspective. Uh, looking out onto the field as things stand, the cover's on. We've had a lot of rain in the last 24 hours or so, but give me hope that we're going to have some play uh, for the first ODI. I'm not asking for 100 overs, but are we going to get a game? Yeah, I think so. It doesn't seem to be the kind of rain that sticks around all day. Uh, it might rain for a couple of hours. good thing that they do in Sri Lanka is they cover the whole ground so that once the rain stops, they can get 
they can get play pretty shortly afterwards. They just it's just a case of taking the covers off uh, and uh, and getting the ground ready. It, it takes about 15, 20 minutes, so uh, that helps. Uh, and I'm confident that we'll get you know 20 over the side at least. Uh, as far as I know, this first match doesn't have a reserve day, so it's all got to be played uh, tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Sri Lanka is used to playing cricket at this time of year. They the schedule sort of forces them into playing during their monsoon, so they do have uh, they do have systems in place to to allow at least a, a game to be played um, even when there is rain. And tell us about Dumbulla as well, because we've just been in Colombo for a week. I think you live there. Uh, we've we've had a, had a delightful time. The food uh, exemplary. You know, really happy, friendly people. As there are here, I'm not uh, doing them down. Um, but the team, since they've arrived, they've noticed it's not quite as much going on. So, a couple of tips of what we should do while we're here. Yeah, uh, you're right when you say there's not much going on in Dumbulla itself, but. There are some pretty cool uh, attractions nearby. Uh, there's a national park with a lot of elephants. If, you're, if you fancy a safari uh, in the morning, there's uh, a couple of great historic sites as well within about an hour's drive away. So there's plenty to do around here. Um, I, lo- I just love getting in nature. So if I get a, a few, a few uh, hours off, I'm definitely off for a safari um, and some elephant watching. Yeah. Well, there was certainly a safari going on in my room the other night. That's for sure. Half of uh, Dan Buller decided to de- decamp to the floor floor of my bedroom but anyway that's a story for another day um well so we've heard from Dinesh Chandamal obviously uh, the uh, the nets today were curtailed by the rain but yesterday James Savundra caught up with a couple of net bowlers who one day hopefully will be uh, following in the footsteps of Chandamal and the like just to find out what it's like to be a young Sri Lankan teenager bowling to the likes of Ben Stokes and Sam Curran. Well I've got Ravinta and Mohammed alongside me They've been bowling to the England Stars training. Ravinta, how did you enjoy that? Yeah, I enjoyed uh, very much. Uh, England team is a very good team. Yeah, just net bowlers, so we practiced and enjoyed it. And how old are you? Uh, I'm just 20 old. So you still got dreams of playing for Sri Lanka, maybe? Uh, yeah. And how many wickets did you take today? Who did you most enjoy bowling to? Uh, I enjoyed uh, bowling to Sam Curran. Yeah, he's a very good player. And who's your favourite England player from watching them on TV and, and seeing them now? Always it's James Anderson, but he's not in the squad. Uh, he's my best uh, favourite player. He's my favourite bowler. And Mohammed, what do you bowl? Do you bowl fast, spin? I bowl spin. Spin? Off spin or leg spin? Left, off spin. Okay, and how did you find it today? Did you enjoy bowling to the England guys? Yeah, I enjoyed very much. Uh, very funny and good. I think uh, it, uh, we can see a good match tomorrow. Do you think Sri Lanka are going to win or England? It's uh, no any talks. Uh, Sri Lanka winning. This has been the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and alongside me today has been Mark Butcher, Andrew McKenna and Andrew Fernando. The next following on podcast will be a full look back at the first ODI between Sri Lanka and England with reaction from our top names, highlights and we'll also hear from those involved. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan.
With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.